So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, but on their mind. One, two, three. Welcome back What's going on everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thickpin, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. So, a couple of things I want to address as we be, you know, before we dive into today's episode. One thing, you know, thank you everybody for all the love and support that y'all have been giving the YouTube channel. Three videos are out now, and you know, they have received so much support, so many likes, so many reviews. I greatly appreciate that. Like, Y'all already know how the road to YouTube was for me, so I really appreciate them being properly received. Expect another video to drop next week. Now, another thing that I want to address is that there's a couple of episodes that are all remastered. And if you are an avid listener of the podcast, then you know which episodes got remastered. The reason why I remastered those episodes was not out of the manner of being lazy where, oh, I, I, I just didn't want to create or I just didn't want to do anything. So let me just go ahead and pull an episode. They'd never know. No, I never pull the wool over your eyes in that type of sense. I remastered those episodes for two reasons. One, I have the equipment now. And when I say I have the equipment now, a lot of my episodes, you got to think about, were done off of a headset. I was in a car. I was in like a secluded area. So it was very raw. Now that I have, and I never edit anything as far as like software wise. So now that I have the things to be able to do that, I felt like a lot of those episodes needed that remastered feel. Second, Wildcard Fridays and offline topics, I get recommended a lot of old episodes. So the reason why I brought those back was just one, Cheater's Perspective and I think The Bleeding. Those are episodes that a lot of people kept asking about, but I actually needed to hear those as well. So I brought them back not only for you, but for me. But with that being said, just like Friday and the Friday before that and the Friday before that and the Friday before that, this ordinary podcaster asked for extraordinary thoughts and I received so many and I just can't wait to get into today's topic because this one's been dwelling on my soul. Let's go. So one thing that I pride myself on is, is me being a father. I love, I love the fact that I'm a father. I love the fact that my kids get excited when they see me. But what's been on my mind a lot lately was my father. And I say he's been on my mind a lot lately just for the simple fact that my father was alcoholic. And if you listen to like the earlier episodes, you heard me talk about it before. But it wasn't in the sense of him abandoning us because, I mean, he would come in and out of our lives like a reoccurring character. The issue that I'm having is the struggle that he faced when he would go in and out of rehab. See, what we don't understand is that when you are addict, whether it's addicted to drugs, whether it's addicted to alcohol, Wherever your affliction is, when you go into rehab, you surround yourself around other addicts. But the thing is, is that the mindset there is that I want to get clean. I want to get better. I want to get in my kid's life. I want to get into my family's life. I want to be a better person. So everybody has this mindset of growth. So, I, you know, you're there for a month. You're probably there for three months. I don't know how long rehab is, to be honest with you, but you're there. And while you're there, you're you're, you're constantly trying to better yourself. You're telling yourself these things. This is what I'm going to do. It's like a dude in prison. And, you know, you know he come across that cellmate that's saying, hey, young man, you know, you need to do better with your life. And, you know, they start reading books and everything of that nature. That's not the issue. 
the incarceration, the the rehab, that's not the issue. The, you know, that's where you're fostering the mindset. This is the issue. See, when they leave, you know, and I'm a strong believer. This is really why I'm a strong believer that if you don't change your habits, your friends and your environment, you're never going to be able to make a change for yourself. Because just like my father, who probably spent all that time in rehab trying to better himself, he would come back to his environment. See, for those who don't know, you know, outside of my generation and my cousin's generation, the generation that came before us was nothing but addicts. You see what I'm saying? Like alcoholic, drug addicts, mental health, like the whole, the whole nine yards. So when he would come out of rehab, he would just go back to being around his family who were just alcoholics and drug addicts. So how are you supposed to make a change for yourself when everybody else around you is doing the exact same thing? You know, me now looking at it, you know, I always think to myself, well, you know, you could just easily just leave and go somewhere else. But where would you go? You know, a lot of us don't have the opportunity to be able to leave or go somewhere and be able to restart. So the hardest part is going back and being around all those people. And the only thing that can happen if you don't stick to your guns about the situation is boom, you relapse. So I mean, I bring that up just for the simple fact that right now I'm kind of feeling the exact same thing that he's feeling or that he felt. And no, I'm not addicted to drugs or alcohol or anything of that nature. I'm really addicted to the growth and seeing me become the version that I was destined to be. But, you know, I sit back on my high horse and I tell you to become the better version that you can be. And, you know, you can do this and you can do that. And I try to talk about things that I came through and never things that I'm currently in because I'm trying to figure it out. But becoming that version is, is, is hard. See, what a lot of people don't understand is that as you make a change for yourself, see, it's easy to be able to make a change around you. It's easy when it's just you. You see yourself, you write your affirmations on the mirror, you're able to remind yourself as you walk through the house, you can tell yourself that you're a king, you're a queen, but when you come into the outside world, people don't see you in that manner. People tend to hold a picture of you, of what you used to be, who they think you are. And I bring that up because one thing that you got a chance to see with the podcast is not only the growth within the podcast, but the growth within me. My first episode, Find Your Peace, I can assure you that was a rough episode. And it was a rough episode not because of the equipment that I lacked or my my novice, you know, attitude towards being a podcaster. No, it was it was a rough episode because that was the first time I told everybody what was really going on with me. And with each episode, I was addressing different parts that were really fucking me up. So not only did the podcast grow, but I grew. And I think right around one of those episodes, you can actually hear me tell you that, like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm switching into a different job. And yeah, yeah it was um, it was don't perceive your blessing because God didn't give it to you. You know, don't don't revoke your blessing because God didn't don't. Okay, you know, <laughs> got to fact check myself. It was. Don't reject your blessing because it wasn't perceived in the manner that you wanted. That was the episode where my environment's kind of changed. And I talked about how just because, you know, you prayed on it and you prayed on it and God gives you the blessing, but you pushed the blessing away because it wasn't in the manner that you received it. See, what I was really talking about was I was switching into a different billet. I was switching into a different job. And it wasn't the job that I wanted. It wasn't the billet that I wanted. But I can assure you those past months that I was in that billet, God 
the growth that I got a chance to experience, the healing that I had a chance to experience. I got a chance to actually finally address some things that were going on within me. And it was such a crazy feeling because I never got a chance to be able to do that because of everything else that was around me. It was such a distracting thing. And one thing that I tend to realize is that especially being in the military is that we can't focus on ourselves because we are so distracted by everybody else. And what I mean that we can't focus on ourselves, it's hard to really take a step back and say, I'm not okay when you got Marines that still got other shit going on. You still got to go deal with this. You still got the job. You still got this. So you can never really sit back and focus on you. So I finally got a chance to sit back and focus on me and realize that I wasn't okay. And when I finally was able to address that I wasn't okay, I started to be able to make the things to be able to fix it. Fast forward, we all can't stay in heaven forever. So I ended up having to come back to my old shop. But the issue that I'm facing right now is, is that when I left, I was one version. Now I'm coming back and I'm a completely different version. So just like what I was mentioning, and you know, and I bring this topic up because I know there's somebody out here right now that's trying to make a change for themselves. And when I say make a change for themselves, I don't never know what your change might be. You see what I'm saying? It could be financial gain. It could be mental gain. It could be physical gain. It could be whatever gain. But the issue was is that you leave and then you come back around the exact same people. See, everybody wants the old version of you. See, once again, people hold a version of you within their heads that you used to be or what they want you to be. And the issue is, is that that version, you probably not even that version no more. That version of you is probably long and dead. But the thing is, is that they weren't there with you on the change. They weren't there to see how much effort you put into it. They weren't there. And, and, and this is another issue why people don't like when they say like, oh, you've changed or you trying to act funny. You think that you better than us and you acting real different is that that version of you was under control of them. That version of you was fun to them, but it was toxic for you. And a lot of times we revert back into that old version because just like that addict that got clean while he was in rehab. As he comes back, he starts to fall under that pressure of being that old version. Because you got to imagine, he around nothing but other addicts. And they looking at him like, ah, oh, man, you know, you trying to act all funny and stuff like that. And then not to mention that you see the alcohol, you see the drugs and everything of that nature. It's triggering you. It's making you want to do it. You know exactly how you used to be when you used to do it. So now you sit back and you think like, dang, you know, just a little hit won't hurt. Yeah, a little sip won't hurt. That's how it feels. Switch gears. Maybe you're not addicted to drugs. Maybe you're not addicted to alcohol. Maybe you was just like me. And now you come back into this environment and you're trying to tell yourself that, yeah, you know, I, I don't really want to engage in that type of behavior. But everything around you is causing you to do it. It's pulling at you almost. It's not pushing you away like you want it to, but it's pulling at you. And people are doing things around you, you know, like when I tell everybody, like, you know, I'm doing the best that I can to work on my patience, but the fuckery is getting out of hand. Like, chill out. I really mean that. When I say that I'm trying to work on my patience and people keep testing my patience, it's almost as if you're pulling me towards the reaction that you want. And that's another thing is that a lot of people don't understand is that when people cannot get access to the version of you, they start to do things that can trigger you. And a lot of times we revert back because we fall back into those triggers. And when I say those triggers, let me use an example real quick. You know, you came out of a 
terrible relationship, terrible relationship. And you finally got away from that person. And you thought to yourself that you would never see that person again. In fact, you thank God that you would never see that person again. And during that time that you were separated from that person, you healed in a way that you never thought that you would heal before. But the issue is, is that now here it is. You see this person again and this person that can't have access to you. In fact, that you can't give access to them because they, you done changed the code. But this is the thing, though. They're knocking on the door. And when I say that they're knocking on the door, they're doing things that they know you used to like. They're doing things that they know that will get a reaction out of you. It's almost as if they sit in that, hey, big head, I see you doing good with your little family and shit type of text. I see you doing good with your little girlfriend type of text. You know what I'm talking about? See, when people can't get that version of you, they will knock on the door to see if you're going to answer. They're going to ring the doorbell to see if you're going to answer. But the problem is, is that sometimes we do answer. We allow it back in. And we say that, oh, it's just going to be for this one time. But the thing is, is that that one time turns to 100 times. One thing that I have learned is that the one... One is the mother of a hundred and you need to really understand that That one is the mother of a hundred every hundred times every thousand times started with the first time Another reason why we we tend to revert back into who we used to be And you know, this one's crazy right here because I, I've seen it a lot growing up is that We don't trust ourselves. We don't think that we can maintain control Let me rephrase that we don't think that we're capable of being that person. Like an athlete that was at the top of his game. And you've seen it before, like these great athletes, you know what I mean? And and they did all of this stuff, then boom, they get injured. And we already saying, oh, this is a career-ended injury. They messed up, and then they finally make a miraculous return back to the game, but they don't play the way that they used to. And it's not because they physically incapable of playing the way that they used to. The issue is, is that they don't trust their body like they used to no more. And when I say that they ain't trusting their body no more is that they're playing on the field and they're doing everything. But the thing is, is that they constantly are fighting with themselves because they're saying to themselves that if I do this move, if I do this thing, I might injure this again. And because they're focused on not injuring themselves, they're not focused on playing a game as free as they used to be. So maybe you come back into this environment, you have made the adjustments, but you have forgo all the good qualities that you used to be. So now you sit back like if I dive into this one quality, I'm going to end up unlocking another one. If I do this, then maybe I'm going to end up reverting back to myself. So now you sit back and you just don't trust yourself and you're saying to yourself like I can't even do the job. I can't even do this. I can't even focus because I'm constantly worried about making a change back into the version that I don't want to be. Damn, it's hard, ain't it? So now that we got the idea of why, why people tend to revert back, let's go ahead and talk about how to, how to maintain control. Let's talk about how to avoid a relapse. See, first things first, one thing that you need to do is prepare. See, we know the environment better than uh, than anybody does. We know the people that we used to hang around better than anybody does. We know the situation that we used to be in better than anybody. So if you about to encounter somebody that you just finally separated from after making a change for the better or making a change into the version that you are, you know that you know that person. You know exactly what that person going to say to you. In fact, we tend to do it all the time, go over the scenarios inside of our heads all the time. But the issue is, is that we just going over the scenario. We're not, we not watching the tape. Pay attention to the tape. 
Learn from it. Plan. See those scenarios that you're going over? Use those scenarios in real time. You know exactly what they're going to say. Or maybe it's not a person. Maybe you're about to go back into the environment. You know exactly how that environment is. So rather than fall prey to your environment, why don't you be the predator in the environment? Why don't you start moving? See, we always sit back and say that life happens, but we forget that we happen in life. So instead of allowing your environment to make a change for you, how about you make the change in your environment? How about you go ahead and start doing the things that you say that you always want to do inside the environment? Stop allowing it to control you. Stop allowing people to control you. Start preparing. Next. Stop. Stop engaging in energy that does not produce. Let me rephrase that. Stop engaging in other people's energy. Just like what I mentioned, you know your environment, you know the people around you. And when people can't have access to you, they do things to knock on the door and trigger you. See, the problem is, is that we give them that energy. We give them that type of control. We open the door and we allow them to come in. But what I'm trying to tell you is that, see, the thing is, is that they, they didn't make no change. They have no obligations. They have no, I, I don't have to worry, no worries. I don't have, they're not worried about reverting back to the version of themselves or whatever that may be. You do. So every time that you acknowledge that, every time that you feed into that, you are taking a piece and a piece off of your transformation. And then next thing you know, you reverting back. It's almost like you walking into the situation. You like Sonic with 100 coins. But as soon as something hits you, boom, all your coins fall out. Now you got to start back from ground zero. Why even give them that type of energy? See, but I really want to go on record real quick because... I am a strong believer in beating up a bully. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like this, this neutrality, this neutrality and everything where you, you know, you, you know, just let things go and receive the energy, but you don't do anything about it. Please understand, continue to stand up for yourself. Continue to speak up for yourself. You're not the victim no more. So we ain't about to be allowing anybody to be pushing us around. But I want you to understand is that everybody doesn't deserve a response from you. As long as they don't hinder your peace. As long as they don't threaten it, cut them out of your life. You see what I'm saying? Cut them out of your life. Stand firm to your guns. Stand firm on your, on your statements and continue to keep it pushing. Next, learn to validate yourself. All right. Now, during your transformation, during that separation period, as you was growing, you probably realized that you don't need the validation of other people. See, one thing that I have learned is that when you learn to love yourself, and this is one thing why I try to tell people, you got to learn to love yourself. You got to be learned. You got to learn to support yourself. You got to learn to be proud of yourself, because if you can't support yourself, nobody else is going to support you. If you don't be proud, if you can't be proud of yourself, then no one is going to be proud of you. And when you don't know your value, somebody else can sell you a lesser version of you to you. So with that being said, validation has to come from within. See, one thing that I had learned when I was in my old environment is that I was seeking the validation and approval of other people. My merit was based off of what they thought of me. My actions, whether they were good or bad, was based off of what they thought of me. So if they didn't think that what I was doing was good, then I would abandon it. I would say, like, obviously, that's not good. Then come to find out I was down the right path. It just wasn't aligned with their agenda. 
So with that being said, as you come back into this situation, as you encounter that person, as you encounter that environment, whether you're just stopping or staying, you need to understand that true, true validation has to come from within. What they think about you is none of your business. If they don't like you, it's none of your business. You got to remember you like you. That type of stuff don't bother you no more. And last but not least, remember your why. See, one thing that we have to stand firm on was why we made the transformation in the first place. And when I say why you made the transformation for the first place, just like that addict that was in rehab and the whole purpose of going to rehab was to get clean so they can get back in their family's life. Just like that, that athlete that got injured and the whole purpose of him and rehabilitation was to get back into the game. The whole purpose of you making that change for the better was for you to become that better version of yourself. So as you walk back into that situation, you really need to understand that, yes, there's going to be triggers. Yes, you're going to be tempted. Yes, you're going to end up falling victim back into a situation. But the thing is, is that are you going to stay the victim or are you going to rise as the hero? You got to remember that you made this change for yourself because you like to see yourself as the version that you were wanting to be. You made this change for yourself because you want to create a version that your kids can love. You made that change for yourself so that way you can be a better husband, better father, better mentor, better all of that. That is why you're doing it. What they think of you is none of your business. How they feel about you is none of your business. Your merit is not based off of what they think of you. It's based off of the things that you did for the people around you so that way they can be held, that the way they can be able to be prosperous. Stop worrying about toxic people. Don't worry. You ain't going to relapse. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoy making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. Follow me on Instagram at Extraordinary.Podcaster. Once again, that is Extraordinary.Podcaster. And last but not least, like, subscribe, review this podcast, and share it to somebody that definitely needs to hear it because everybody needs to become the version of themselves that they were destined to be. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.